Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here in the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 49 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope everyone is doing well out there wherever you're listening from. Got plenty of new music to cover on this edition of the show, and I also pulled out a few older releases to play and a couple of titles from earlier in the year that I wanted to revisit too. And then later on in the show, you're going to hear a little interview segment that I recently did with Minneapolis-based artist Justin Myers, who I had played something from on the last episode. Uh, we'll be talking about the new label that he just started up called Sympathy Limited, then we'll play a track from another release that he has out on that label. But to get us started here, I wanted to play something from this new Chris Wiseman release called Monet in the 90s out on OSR Records or OSR Tapes. This is a song that I cannot for the life of me get out of my head. So I'm giving that to you right now. (laughs) So this is a track called Working on My Skateboarding, once again from Chris Wiseman. Thank you. 
stop it represents a baby's birth This little baby's birth The truth is coming out The truth is coming out again So I'm working on it Working on it Working on my skateboard I'm working on it Working on it Working on my skateboard
going to step into this one here. This gorgeous piece from Carla Barecki from her first full-length release called Still in Your Pocket. And her first release outside of her work from Idea Fire Company, the long-running group. This is the opening track called Cracking the Whip. And as I'm yapping here, this will spill into the next track called The Passing of Clouds. And this came out recently on Recital Records. And like I said, gorgeous solo piano work uh, that was actually recorded between the years 2007 and 2010. So a little bit older, but really just beautiful. I was sick recently, and this was just like the nice calming bit of music that I needed. In front of that, we heard from Annie Guthrie, and I had played something from her earlier in the year, and I felt I owed it to her to break something else out, because at first I love this release. Excuse me. But I mistakenly referred to her as Mary Guthrie. I'm not sure why that was, but uh, Annie Guthrie from her release out on Students of Decay, we heard Long Pendulous. And again, amazing uh, field recording works, electroacoustic work from her. I can't wait to see what she does next because I think she just has an interesting ear for arranging sounds so well. In front of that, we heard a track from Aluna Luna, a project of Lynn Fister, who runs the Watery Starve imprint. And this is from a tape release, a split with Antlerd, who actually is a project that I heard first on her label and put out a cassette on that. But this comes from Sacred Phrases, another tape label. And the track we heard from that was called Like Me, like you like your pussycat. And I'm sorry, Lynn, but if that were the case, I probably wouldn't like you very much right now because our cat is... My feeling towards our cat is at an all-time low. So I'm going to like you like I like your music and stick with that. (laughs) In front of that, another album that we played earlier in the year, actually on our regular show quite regularly, uh, The Garment District solo work of Jennifer Barron out of Pittsburgh and it was just this gorgeous summer record that I spun all the time in fact this was in my car for like two months straight so I love playing this one we heard a track called Velvy Wolvine a nice little instrumental piece from that one she has a nice way of it it's like this nice summery breezy um, easy listening album but not in a, a cheesy way by any means And one of my favorite album titles of the year, If You Take Your Magic Slow. And I believe there's still LP copies available that floating around, uh, available through Night People Records out of the Twin Cities. We heard some brand new stuff from the group Excavacations. And they have had a few releases out on Weird Forest Records. One was a CD, one was a digital release, if I remember correctly. This is a new EP called Four, and it's first, it's nice to see that Weird Forest Records is, appears to be back in action after a bit of a hiatus. This new Excavacations kind of shows them veering off into a new direction, more of a kind of a streamlined electro-pop sound. 
but I really like that track from this one called Succession or Secession. And that's available now from uh, Weird Forest Records once again. And then at the very top, once again, you heard Chris Wiseman with Working on My Skateboarding. And like I said, I've been singing those lines in my head for a couple weeks now, walking around. And though I'm not a skateboarder, I certainly appreciate skateboarding. And um, grab that record if you can. Monet in the 90s, it is excellent. Just filled with wonderful songs. He's a terrific songwriter, incredibly underrated songwriter who's put out, man, 10 to 12 records in the last few years that are all incredible. And that's available through OSR. But I'm going to switch things up here and get into some early industrial sounds from Philip Johnson. This is one of uh, several new reissues that came out on Superior Viaduct. And uh, Johnson had put out a bunch of tapes in the late 70s and early 80s. And this was his only LP release back in the day that uh, Superior Viaduct has recently reissued once again. It's called Youth and Morning, and there's a couple tracks that I really, really wanted to play, uh, especially the C81, but I didn't want to edit up for all the swears throughout. And there's also another really great track, a lengthy one called The Karate Kicking Girl of New Avention that is awesome. But I'm going to play this one. It is called New Age Sewage. Thank you. 
right behind me, you're hearing the work of Adrian Rue in his Slot Machine Music album that Hanson Records just reissued. As you can tell, really kind of unfiltered, unprocessed field recordings taken from casino locations. And it's absolutely mesmerizing and entrancing the more you get into it. Kind of just takes on this uh, lulling effect the more you get into it. And I love uh, the little write-up that uh, Rue includes with this and the in the last lines reading to bring you that zone experience without the harsh come down of unfortunate reality that anybody who's stepped foot in a casino knows all too well but if you're on the fence about this one thinking how on earth could a field recording album of casinos hold up it actually does very very cool stuff in front of that we heard from uh, Ontario group Fossils who continue to put out really really interesting completely out there sounds this one is from a 7 inch lathe that came out earlier this year on their own Cardinal Records label and here they are fleshed out with a couple of other musicians and I believe on this uh, side that I played was with Nathaniel Brennan and T.J. Borden adding uh, clarinet and uh, cello to that track and Fossils I thought I'd play that it kind of tied in with the previous group the Nihilist Spasm Band also from Ontario long running group that dates back to the 60's who have been playing kind of convening every Monday night and improvising and just playing for the fun of it and they had some albums that came out on Nurse With Wounds imprint, United Dairies, which this one comes from. We heard the track An Appeal to Reason from their, I guess, unpronounceable album from the mid-80s. Check out the Nihilist Spasm Man, which I thought also fit well with the track in front of that from x no barbecue x we heard from a self-titled picture disc this might be the first time in foxy podcast history that we played even a picture disc but uh, two of them in the same show this is a untitled track from x no barbecue x australian duo features matt earl who's involved in breakdance the dawn and nick dan and a couple other groups down under there and also runs this Pulled Out Records which this one came from this release came out in uh, a couple uh, back actually about 5-6 years ago when it originally came out and Exno Barbecue X has put out a bunch of things on Breakdance of Dawn and I know Silt Breeze had reissued their debut album back in 2007 I believe it was some of the raunchy raw sounds from the early 70s from the Electric Eels great proto-punk band out of Cleveland we heard their classic track Jaguar Ride thought I'd break that one out because that has recently been reissued by Superior Viaduct 
uh, at least a compilation of some of their prime cuts on a LP. And then there's a 7-inch that has just come out as well for their single Spin Age Blasters. So you can check out some more uh, electric eel stuff available on vinyl again through Superior Vidoc, which tied in with the track that goes back to the top. So from Philip Johnson again, new reissue from Superior Vidoc, who continues to put out really incredible albums. We hear New Age Sewage from his 1982 release, Youth and Mourning. At this point, I am going to get into that Justin Myers segment that I had mentioned at the top of the show. And he started up a new label recently called Sympathy Limited, kind of focusing more on uh, computer-based um, electroacoustic sounds, and we'll talk about that in this uh, segment here, and we'll follow it up with a track from a project of his called Jailblazer. Well, you started up this new label called Sympathy Limited, and I guess I wanted to ask you, what what made you want to start fresh with this label as opposed to maybe just continuing doing what you were doing with Tone Filth back, you know, over the last decade or beyond that maybe. I can't even think of the, when you started Tone Filth, but I guess why the new why the new start? Uh well, I I did start Tone Filth in 2003 and I was I was pretty young, I guess when I was forming a lot of what Tone Filth became. And I just felt that where I was artistically right now with my music and visually it just didn't match where tone filth was and so i wanted to work within a new realm and just rather than trying to reboot it or anything just start just start new and fresh and you know just try something new sure yeah i mean definitely yeah there's a definite different like visual aesthetic you know and i know it features your artwork um is there going to be more of a focus on maybe purely electronic or computer-based music uh, with this label? Is that something that you want to maybe emphasize more? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, like, Jailblazer is, is only computer, uh, and the my Myers release is actually a mixture of both, if not mostly, modular synthesizer. Uh, I do want to branch out into other areas, and it's... When I was doing tone fills with a lot of artists, I felt that sometimes they would actually try to tailor their music to what they thought my tastes were and maybe starting something different with simply sympathy limited will get people to just trust to make different things. Mhm. Well um that second release that you had mentioned the Myers one and I shouldn't say I mean they came out at the same time but um is that stuff that you had been working on for a while and you just kind of were looking for a home for it or was this just maybe a nice way of saying hey i want to launch the label with this material that i've had for a while Uh, you know it's a it's a mixture of both Uh, a lot of the material was actually part of an lp that was supposed to come out about three years ago Uh, i simmered with it and reworked it a, a dozen or so times and it's it's also just part of you know exercising that demon of that material and just get it out there. I was really proud of it and I, and I wanted it out. So I had to get it out in some aspect 
and I had the artwork, and it all came together, and I just decided to release it myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just fit the book I wanted with Sympathy Limited, and I think it's a really good way to start the label. Right, right. Um, Interestingly, I mean, you're kind of doing these very, very small editions of CDs, which, I mean, I, I hate to kind of get hung up on formats because I listen to pretty much everything that's out there, but, you know, Tapes have had such a resurgence. Vinyl has had such a resurgence. Is, is CD sort of your preferred choice with maybe this style of music that you're releasing? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, I, the fidelity of CDs I enjoy. Uh, I still love tapes and vinyl, and I do plan on doing some LPs in the future as well. It's just for, in small editions, I like the the packaging concept that CDs offer even if they're you know not not really a popular medium these days I still I still appreciate the size and the fidelity of such uh, I was getting pretty frustrated with working with packaging with tapes and their fidelity so I, I wanted to try something new and I'm, I'm still open to tapes and vinyl as as a format I just I really liked the, my uh, my packaging idea I had for it so I right Right, you have this nice kind of fold-over design. I mean, it's not any typical, like, uh, jewel case or anything. I mean, it really opens up into kind of like this whole poster-like concept, if you will, if that if that sounds right, while at the same time maintaining, like, a spine and everything to it. So I haven't, actually I've never really seen anything like that before. Is that something that you kind of messed with on your own to create that packaging design? Well, it actually does come from somewhere. Uh, the the Damien Romero double LP that Tonefields released is actually in a similar style. Okay, okay. And that was that was actually Damien's idea, and it actually comes from uh, the Integrim. Oh yeah, I N A G R M. Yep. That label they had a, I think in the late seventies or early eighties they had a budget series of LPs. And they were actually packaged in that style. They were one color and one sheet folded over. Okay. So okay. I really like that and wanted to go with it. Right, right. Well, I'm going to play something from uh, the first release, the one that, I guess, the first one that's started everything up here. And it is credited to Jailblazer, uh, and the album's called Rashid. And it is entirely, as you mentioned, a computer-based um, release. Uh, do you want to share some of the specifics or background about this Jailblazer uh, release? Uh, sure. It's uh, actually a recording that I made over the course of around six months. Uh, I was I was actually having some back problems myself, so it was really hard to get into the studio with my, my modular synthesizer. So I just embraced my laptop and started working with uh, Shepard Tones. And just really liked, I was really happy with how it, it came along, but it didn't really feel like anything that I'd ever released under my name before. So I came up with the whole aesthetic based on this, uh, this early 2000s Portland Trailblazers team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that <laughs> so, late. <laughs> so, it's, so the whole thing is, a, is kind of a basketball reference. Yeah, I you know it's uh, funny the logo. Now that you mentioned that, that is kind of a play on like the Portland Trailblazers Blazers uh, basketball team logo, right? 
Yeah, so Rashid Wallace's number is number 30. He was a member of these uh, infamous jailblazers. So that's the inner sleeve. Uh, The back is kind of like a headband Mm -hmm. there with this made-up jailblazer logo I came up with. Awesome. And it's... it's, (laughs) I mean, there's probably like, I don't know, five people that would be interested in my music and like basketball that would... (laughs) Yes, and Rashid Wallace it was uh, definitely known for wearing the headband, so way to tie it all together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. It puts that release into a whole new perspective for me. So, <laughs> well, well uh, so when I you know I put it together, I, I kind of embraced that uh, Rashid Wallace attitude, and uh, I'm just uh, really happy with it. I, I'm glad that the two great interests of mine, basketball and Experimental music could finally intersect. Right. I'm just trying to think, you know, if this is saying, I mean, you like kind of the bad boy, like technical fouls and all of that. I mean, he was known for the technical fouls, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he he didn't he didn't play to anybody's expectation. Right. I just always remember him yelling at the referees when, when Rasheed Wallace was playing. So, well, <laughs> we'll we'll have to talk basketball at another segment, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> Let's, let's jump into a track from uh, this Rashid Wallace-inspired release uh, call, uh, from Jailblazer. And thanks, Justin, uh, for taking some time to chat for this. Yeah, thank you.
try to ride into this groove here of rosin. Great Belgian group that has had some fantastic releases out on Crack Records, uh, Deep Distance, Slow Tapes. Really, really like this group. I was introduced to them with that split that they put out with Sheldon Seagal several years back. And I've just been uh, intrigued with everything that they've put out since. This is a new tape that they have out on House of Alchemy. And the tape is called Rare Undressed Mare. And you're hearing an excerpt from the A-side of that called Rare Uncloth Mare. Cool, kind of droning, ethnic improv sounds from them. From that we heard from the first full-length LP release that Parashi has done. Parashi, the work of Mike Griffin, no stranger to this show. We've played a lot of his stuff over the years. And yes, getting the LP treatment for the first time with a new release called Pilot Salt out on Retrograde out of Chicago. Really kind of deep, dark, murky sounds from Parashi. We heard the complete track called Recombinant Field, which he has put out loads of incredible tapes over the years on number of labels, including his own Skell Records. Check out that. I know that there's copies available of that still out there, and I think the first hundred had like a cool like marble vinyl. Let's see if you can get in on the action on that. From that, more new stuff from Weird Forest. This from Garincha and the Stolen Elk, which is a duo featuring Davey, who runs Weird Forest. And it's great to see them back in action. Also, this record's kind of dark. The album's called Life is Wasted on the Living, and it really does seem to touch on themes of uh, death, questioning life around them. There's some lengthier pieces on the second side of this. We played a track called Broke Dick Dog, which is the closing track on the A side. That's kind of spoken vocals. And this is now available, once again, from Weird Forest Records out of Sacramento, California. And then a couple of electronic things in front of that Garincha and the Stolen Elk track. We heard ACI Edits. A mysterious project and a mysterious label, that ought label that we've played stuff from before. They put out these things in these clear poly bags with really no information about the artist, no information about the label whatsoever. All you really have are the tags listed on their Bandcamp site. That's about all that you get. Tags on this one had mentioned computer music, data edits experimental house noise synth and sure kind of all fits into that but I believe I had mentioned before when we played stuff from this label kind of harkens back to like what basic channel was doing really kind of uh, limited information very sleek look to them but interesting stuff that they're putting out and then we heard from that Rashid Wallace inspired project of Justin Myers called Jailblazer. We heard the second track from that release called Rashid, and I want to thank Justin again for uh, chatting with us about his label and his new work. 
We'll shift gears here, get back into some great pop songs once again from the OSR label. This one from, I don't know if it's a group or a project, it sounds more like a solo project called Moth Eggs. It's the work of Francis Carr, who was in the group, Happy Jabo and Family Band, who had put out some great, great work. I believe some of those members went on now are in the lentils, and they all lend a hand on some of these recordings here. But this is a tape called Recursive Surfing, and it has just some great lo-fi pop songs on there, catchy as heck. And this is one of them. The track is called Death of Willie Mays Avenue. So we'll jump into that and try to squeeze in as much as we can in this last set of music.
do what I can to stay focused and uh, wrap up this show. I find this uh, track from Ora Clemente to be completely fascinating. Mildly unsettling to some extent with some of those voices and eerie sounds. But this is a collaboration between Canadian sound artist Chris Cole, I believe is how you pronounce the first name, and uh, James Rushford, who uh, we played some stuff from him in the past. Uh, he did the release with Joe Talia called Manhunter that came out on Kai and also was involved in that new Food Court release out on Kai as well. But really, the second side of this album is really strong. It is called Cover You Will Softer Me, and it came out recently on Penultimate Press. In front of that, we heard a nice little dreamlike piece from Olorum that came out on A Giant Fern. And they have a brand new batch of tapes out. This is not from that one, it's from the one prior. So head over to their website and check out. I believe there's like six new tapes that they just put out. But this one is from their last set of releases. And this was called There is a Flaw in My Iris. And he had done all the artwork for that last batch that I thought was really, really cool. In front of that, more stuff from German Army. From a release of theirs called Cargo Circuits. Came out on Action Tapes, which is new to me. I wasn't familiar with that imprint before. And if you're interested in picking up some German Army stuff, I have a little uh, giveaway right now. I ended up getting uh, extra copies of a couple of their recent releases. I have their 905 Tapes release and their release on Horror Fiction that came out in the past couple of months. If you're interested in getting those for me, simply just send me an email letting me know that you're wanting those German Army Tapes and I'll be sending those off to you for free. First person, of course, who gets in touch, gets them. We played the opening track, though, from that one of, off of uh, Cargo Circuits called Additions Transport. From that stuff, work from Rick Weaver. An album, or a tape, excuse me, that I found to be just incredible. It's called The Perfect Man. came out on Bizarre Formations. And I was unfamiliar with his work that he had done with dinner music. I recognized the name. I know he had some things on Bathetic. Even a tape release on Golden Cloud Tapes. But uh, this this release, kind of a soundtracks work, meets just weird songwriting. And I know I had written on for the best, or one of our favorite tape releases, kind of uh, referencing it being like a residence-style exotica, which I think is fairly accurate. But uh, check that out. I know there are copies available. We heard the last song from the A-side of that called Anthroparian. And again, at the very top, we heard Moth Eggs with a incredible song called Death of Willie Mays Avenue. This is going to be our last show for 2014. I like to just lay low during the holiday times, and I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday time out there wherever you are at. But if you do have any questions for me, you can shoot me an email at ffreakout at hotmail.com. 
Or again, if you want to get in on that German Army giveaway, just send me an email at the same address, letting me know that you're interested, and I'll get those to you. Or if you're out and about and you're wondering what all the music that was that was being played on today's show, or this week's, this installment, you can head over to our website at FF, or excuse me, at freeformfreakout.com. Can't even keep track of them. But, as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a happy holidays and a happy new year. <laughs>